The MCU is back in theaters once again with its latest movie, Eternals, which is a fitting name because it feels like it lasts forever. Hello everybody, my name is Dan Merle here with my review of the latest MCU film, Eternals, which is hitting theaters after many, many delays. It's the third MCU film that we're getting this year, the second one that's released exclusively into theaters following Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, which is the number one movie of 2021 domestically so far. Eternals is directed by Oscar-winning director Chloe Zhao. This was not the original plan. This movie was supposed to come out prior to her Academy Award wins, but with the pandemic being what it is, it is now hitting theaters almost a year later. The movie's about beings called Eternals who have been on Earth for thousands of years, sent to protect humans from lethal beasts called Deviants. They spent the last several centuries underground, but a new threat emerges that could destroy their adopted planet of Earth and everyone who lives on it. And they are not taking any time in building this superhero squad. This is a stacked cast starring Jimma Chan as Cersei, who can transform matter, Richard Madden as Icarus, who can fly and shoot beasts, beams from his eyes, Angelina Jolie as Thena, who's struggling to process thousands of years of memories, Salma Hayek as the leader of the Eternals, Ajak, Kumail Nanjiani as Eternal-turned-Bollywood superstar Kingo, Brian Tyree Henry as tech expert Fastos, Liam McHugh as the eternally young Sprite, Lauren Ridloff as the speedster Makari, Barry Keoghan as Druig, who can control others' thoughts and actions, Ma Dong Siok as super strong Gilgamesh, and Kit Harrington as a guy named Dane, who has no superpowers to speak of. If that sounds like a lot of characters to balance in one movie, it is. This isn't like one of the Avengers films or the earlier MCU entries where we've had time to meet these characters in previous films, and so they can kind of jump in and out of the story. The main story focuses largely around Icarus and Cersei, their love story with each other, and also their love story with the planet Earth, and then Sama Hayek's character of Ajak as we unwind her knowledge of the Eternals' missions on Earth. And then the other Eternals just kind of flit in and out of the movie. I actively forgot a few times that Angelina Jolie was even in this film because she would pop up for a couple minutes and then disappear for about 15 or 20 minutes. Kumail Nanjiani literally just walks out of the third act of the movie. And Brian Tyree Henry is introduced so late into the movie that I would have forgotten he was even in it if I hadn't seen that Ikea thing in the trailers 15 times before the movie came out. Well, what's this even made of? Vibranium? <laughs> Fall Collection, Ikea. But Eternals is a bit of a paradox because it struggles to fit in all of the different characters, but it's also pretty dull. To me, it was mostly a succession of scenes where glum characters speak in glum tones, punctuated by the occasional attempt at comic relief by Kumail Nanjiani or Brian Tyree Henry, who were really doing their best to liven up the proceedings around here, but most of their jokes don't even land because they don't really seem to fit into the movie. You can have different tones in a movie, and it's worked many times in and out of the MCU, it's just that this one is not particularly successful at doing it. The cast of this movie is theoretically charismatic. I've seen them have charisma in other TV shows and movies. However, in this film, I didn't really connect with any of these characters because they all act largely the same. It's an emotion that's kind of a mix between gravely concerned and vaguely detached. Some of them are allowed to have actual feelings, but that's usually punctuated by a somber examination of why they're feeling the feelings they feel, an examination that is often littered with mid-distance stares and second 
seconds long pauses between sentences. Eternals feels every second of its two and a half hour runtime and then some, far longer than Dune felt to me, even though Dune is a longer movie. And it's a weird twist of fate that this movie and Dune would happen to come out so close to each other because I think they share a lot of similarities. They're both very epic in scope. They're also big kind of thinky sci-fi and I like big thinky sci-fi. So it's not that long movies don't appeal to me. It's not that big-minded science fiction fantasy type movies don't appeal to me because many of them have in the past. It's just that a lot of this movie really just didn't work at all for me and it's a shame too because in many ways this is a very unique movie in the MCU. The bubblegum look of a lot of past MCU movies is replaced by lush cinematography from Ben Davis who's been the director of photography for other MCU films like Captain Marvel, Avengers Age of Ultron, and Guardians of the Galaxy which I think proves that the same quality of the look of many of the films in the Marvel Universe is as much branding as it is artistic vision. The movie also departs largely from the feel of most if not all of the other MCU films and there's a very important point that I want to make which is that I didn't dislike Eternals because it was different. I disliked Eternals because it was dull. I've been saying for a long time that the MCU needs to shake things up, that they need to bring in a new feel and a new energy to their movies because a lot of them were starting to feel the same to me, and I still think that. But I can't give Eternals a pass just because it was different. I have to actually consider how the movie made me feel. Maybe the hope was that this somber tone would lend the movie gravitas and help to set Eternals apart from the other superhero teams in the franchise, but that didn't really work for me in that way. I also can't give the film a pass just because of the laudable casting, although that should absolutely be mentioned and commended because we have probably the most diverse representation as far as gender, sexuality, nationality, ability than any movie in the MCU and maybe the most diverse and representational cast of any superhero movie ever. This fact shouldn't be overlooked and it should be celebrated and it should be replicated, but again, I can't give Eternals a pass just based on the outside of the film. It's the content of the film that matters and this one just left me cold. It's obvious that Chloe Zhao wanted to bring something new to the Marvel Universe here, and I think that in a weird way, the worst thing for this movie was attaching the Marvel name to it, because really, the attempts to tie this film back to the goings-on in the Marvel Universe are very obvious and very forced. So now that Captain Rogers and Iron Man are both gone, who do you think's going to lead the Avengers? I could lead them. Eternals longs to exist outside of this franchise and should have been given the license to be as trippy and heady and sci-fi as it wanted to be. As it is now, I think we get a weird mix of Marvel and metaphysics. Obviously, opinions can change over time, but as I sit here somewhat fresh out of seeing Eternals, this is currently my least favorite film in the MCU, and it really sucks to say that because it's also one of the most, if not the most, ambitious films that Marvel's ever made. Should Eternals underperform, I worry that the message that's going to be taken by Marvel is not to take any more chances like this and return to a more formulaic approach. And I don't think that's the right decision either. A franchise that's been running as long as the Marvel Cinematic Universe has desperately needs to be refreshed with new and exciting ideas. And even though this attempt didn't land for me, I still think that Marvel should be taking risks and trying new things. I hope that Marvel has the ambition and the guts to make more movies like Eternals in the future. I just also hope that I'm going to like those movies 
more than I enjoyed this one. So those are my thoughts on Eternals. Obviously not a recommendation for me, but it does seem like reaction to this are kind of running the gamut. Perhaps this is your dune in the sense that you're going to go and see it and love it and see people like me talking about how dull it is and thinking, well, what was wrong with that person? What what did they see or not see in this movie uh, that I did? That's what I love about movies. We all react to them differently. However, not a big reaction for me on this one. It was a pretty big miss for the MCU. But what did you think? Did you get everything you wanted out of the film? Did it leave you wanting more? Let me know down in the comments below. And as always, you can also check in the description below the links to subscribe to my audio channel. Not only will you get audio versions of everything that I'm doing here on the YouTube channel, it will also be the place for audio exclusive reviews and a lot of stuff that we're building into the audio experience right now. So I'd love for you to also become an audio subscriber if you're already watching us here on YouTube. Thank you so much for watching. Let me know what you think of Eternal. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.